to the Beyond Thought Philosophy podcast. My name is Joe Theodore, your host, and I really appreciate you for being here, spending your time to listen to what I have to say on the topics at hand. As you could probably already guess, based upon the title of the episode, And I just want to briefly begin by saying that the episode you are about to hear, the full-length version of this, will be on Patreon. And only a quarter to a half of this conversation will be on YouTube. So I'm assuming anyone listening to this, you're either on YouTube or you're on Patreon, But lucky for the Patreons, you get to just chill back, sit back, lay back, whatever, and listen to the entire episode. Now, I'm not sure how long every single episode is going to be. It really just depends on my capacity to talk, honestly. Am I feeling a little tired today or am I super energized or do I really have something to say and to be quite honest with you most of the time I really have something to say there's always something I want to get off of my chest something that has been dwelling within my mind and in my being you know after I meditate or go for a walk there's so many things that just bubble around in my psyche as That's the case for all of us. But yeah, guys, um, thank you for being here as I continue to evolve the Beyond Thought universe. Uh, Once again, I probably will talk just a tiny bit about the progress of the channel and, um, you know, what I intend to continue building with Beyond Thoughts. I know the channel on YouTube is still very small. If you are someone new hearing this for the first time, you know, please support the channel, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. But, you know, for the last 15 months, I've been um, making small talks and showing my face, (laughs) which I will continue making small little talks, guys. But now that this podcast is becoming something I'm feeling really, really good about, I'm going to be probably sticking more to making episodes in podcast form. Talks as far as what I've been doing for the last 15 months will probably get a little shorter. And this podcast, I'm going to spend more time on expanding. And making bonus episodes for Patreon. And I hope you guys are okay with that. Now, I'm already prepared for a lot of you. I don't know who's going to be. I mean, I'm sure if there's people that don't want to do like be on this podcast adventure with me, you might, they might already be unsubscribing right now, or they may, you may be listening to this trying to figure out, should I stick around or not? And that's totally fine, guys, because I want to make something clear. I've always appreciated every single one of my subscribers' support. It's um, beautiful to have support in life. It's beautiful to want to be um, listened to. Or if I feel, you know, for anyone feels like they have something to share, you know, it's always nice to have that back and forth or, you know, that respect and that love for what that person's mission in life is. And, You know, I've been dedicating the last 15 months to really sharing what I feel my mission is in life, and that is to share my own personal experience in regards to spirituality, awakening, um, the truth behind the nature of reality, or at least my discoveries and my intuitions about that, sharing all of my experience and study and travel and, you know, meaning when I've traveled around learning about different cultures and spiritualities and philosophies and belief systems. And always still being very honest with you guys about my skepticisms of certain things in mystical territories or after so many years in, um, you know, just spiritual exploration, just, you know, kind of seeing through a lot of it and not being convinced of its validity. 
I've always been honest with you. You know, I have my convictions, I have my beliefs, and those beliefs and convictions actually change. They do. So something I said 10 months ago may not be the case now. And I feel, and I could already sense with this podcast, I can already sense that some of the things I talk about will be controversial. They might not sit well with everybody. They may be things that might be disagreeable to you. And I think I said this in the last podcast episode, but I feel like I have to just make it clear because I don't want anyone to think that there's a new Joe in town. This is just the Joe that's always been here. Maybe I've held back certain things as far as, you know, my own personal um, perspectives on like maybe more cultural and worldly things. And again, guys, I'm not becoming some political channel here. I'm not going to talk about every little thing in the world, but there are things in this world that I need to address because based upon my beliefs and history and, uh, you know, my philosophies in life. There's, there's a lot in this world that's, that's, that's very, very troubled. And if we really do want a better world where we all can awaken, you know, find the true essence of enlightenment at the heart of all of us, there are times when truth really needs to be spoken, or at least what people claim to be true. And there's a lot in this world that I feel I can speak out on, while also keeping it as compassionate as I can, as equanimous as I can, as middle way as Buddha taught as I can. But I also have this fiery, how do I say, this fiery compulsion that needs to be expressed in some way. And I always knew that having a podcast would allow me to just take my time and talk and get my ideas out the best I can. And that by doing so, I'd be able to clearly say exactly how I feel on the topics I wish to express concern over or even praise over. And this is where like masters such as uh, Krishnamurti are important to me because yes, he taught some of the highest truths and psychological investigations, but at the same time, he was not afraid to speak out on religion. He was not afraid to speak out on certain things. While always making it clear that this entire reality has been made and created by men, meaning the reality of psychology, of conditions, of the human persona, which is the root of all evil, essentially. And only until you awaken more back to a true nature, a true natural state of being, and understand the nature and delusion and deception of ego and the persona, until we all understand all of that very clearly, as Krishnamurti taught, as many very, very brave speakers have taught, Humanity will continue to drown and flourish. I mean, drown, <laughs> descend into chaos and destruction, war, all that. Now, let's move on from talking about myself <laughs> and, you know, where this channel and this podcast show will end up taking us all, but... Once again, if this is not something you're into anymore, then, you know, it's okay.
Now, the topic of today is on atheism, the Abrahamic gods, which is Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and then the god of Zen, which you're probably going, what the hell are you talking about, Joe? There's no god in Zen. You know, there's really no god in Buddhism. Even though Buddha taught that he... He taught by answering a question saying he won't say there's a God, but he won't say there's not a God. Buddha was overwhelmed by God because his whole thing was suffering human suffering how do we better our lives and then through your own personal practice and meditation can you go beyond thought and then you can decide what that is but it's too overwhelming and too grand to claim anyone knows what God is. But when we talk about Zen and the God of Zen, because, you know, I've heard that said before, you know, and there are Zen practitioners that, um, you know, still believe in God. You know, they're not talking about a tribal God. I certainly am not ever talking about a tribal God when, you know, I speak in my talks all these months. But the God of Zen is the non-dual realization of what God could be, which is the ground of being. It is the animation of all experience. It is consciousness itself. And what lies beyond consciousness, again, consciousness is the first the first hinting at like, okay, scientifically speaking, if we can look at consciousness as the animation of all existence, period, full stop. And mystics forever have been saying that God is the ground of being. Consciousness is the ground of being. But what births consciousness? This is probably why Buddha was overwhelmed by God. Because everyone said the word God, and God is just a word. Everyone said the word God. And... So recklessly so. And to Buddha, he's like, well, everyone's still suffering and, you know, there's no liberation from the, from the, from the disturbed nature of life. The decay of life, the suffering of life. So anyway, the topic <laughs> or the talk conversation Today is about atheism, the Abrahamic gods, and the god of Zen. Now, atheism is a scary word to people. But the truth is, is that a lot of atheists that I've come across, they're just skeptical of religion so atheism is the answer to religion and not wanting to be involved in religion meaning the dogma so atheists and again i'm sure a lot of atheists may come here so please excuse me guys i'm not a scholar of atheism but i'm just going to try to speak my best on my experience with atheists and you know, maybe why I wouldn't call myself an atheist, but at the same time, I'm just not sure. Because I do believe that there is an animating source um, that's intelligent and that animates this simulation, that animates this game, this 
computer program, this, um, you know, this unity that lies beyond all life. So, and it's intelligent. There is an intelligence to this. There's a design to it. I, I mean, it's just my, it's just how I look at life. It's just how I interpret the world. There's something going on here, but it's not mystical to me. Again, this all falls under the laws of nature. And because we're so narrow-minded and only think the laws of nature are to physical reality and everything we know and blah, 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 and, you know, the, even the evolution of the psyche, I believe the laws of nature include God or include the source or include whatever you want to call it. And atheists are just anti-religion. So some atheists just believe they're just strict materialists, right? Sure, there are strict materialists and they could call themselves atheists. Maybe some of them call themselves agnostic because, you know, they're like, well, we don't really know if there's a God or this or that. So they're open to it. Where I think most atheists, they've chosen in the time in which they call themselves atheists, they just don't believe that there's any spiritual essence to anything at all. Like they're just straight up hardcore nihilist, even nihilistic in a way. Um, but to be honest, most, athe most atheists I know are just anti-religious. They don't believe in the Abrahamic gods, or they don't believe in the billion Hindu gods. And that's why a lot of atheists I know have gravitated towards Buddhism, because Buddhism is the most secular of all spiritual and religious traditions. Now, I'm excluding, of course, any sort of pagan path. You know, so, you know, uh, I'm very familiar with a lot of pagan people as well and people who are into shamanic practices. And I've explored those back in the day, too, you know. Um, you know, paganism is, uh, is a very popular and, you know, enjoyable spiritual path. You know, I mean, it, it really has a lot to do with the nature. But again, I don't want to talk about, you know, any of that. But... Atheism, in atheists, really gravitate towards Buddhism. And I see a lot of that all the time. Because it's about bettering the self, understanding the self. It's about mental mind states, psychology, meditation. And yes, exploring for oneself what could lie beyond the mind. Because a lot of atheists are still... You know, they're very, uh, again, I can't speak for all of them, but the reason why I feel some of them gravitate towards Buddhism is because there is some kind of spiritual longing somewhere in their life. And by spiritual, I'm not talking about something divine. I'm talking about just something, the, the mind, body, and spirit well-being link. And again, when I say spirit, I'm not talking about you know, a divine celestial type of essence within us or around us or whatever. I'm just saying atheists still are willing to explore the depths of their mind and the silence that animates that mind. And again, it's a very scientific thing. Meditation can be very scientific. One could argue it's a science. But removing all that mystical crap, you know, we're talking just straight focused concentration meditation where you drop away body and mind and then you're left with an experience that is almost a non-experience and then you question what the hell that is. And a lot of atheists are attracted to that. And it allows further exploration into what God could be. Is there a God? Is that part of the God? Like, what is that? It's definitely not the Abrahamic God. 
That's for sure. So I personally have nothing wrong with atheism because even though I believe there's a source that, simultaneous par that simultaneously participates in the animation of our very being as an individual, but also the animation of everything ever known, including the outside world, and this is also why I investigate and at the moment believe that we live in a truly non-dual existence, meaning the fact that we're conscious and that consciousness is a thing, the entire world and everything ever known is purely made of that. Therefore, everything within duality has to be questioned doesn't mean we negate it. It doesn't mean that things don't exist or this or that. But at the end of the day, it is not ultimate truth. Ultimate truth is unknowable. Consciousness really is the only truth because it's something that we all cannot deny. We're all conscious, right? And this is attractive to atheism or atheists, you know, this exploration into consciousness, this exploration into, you know, furthering physics and stuff like that. There's so many breakthroughs happening that religion can't answer anymore. And I think God needs a makeover a little bit. Now, these things aren't new. These things I'm saying aren't new. Maybe I'm trying to be a fresh voice here for this platform. Um, because that is something that's very, that I, I never really voiced my opinions on very vocally on the channel is my, my distaste towards religion um, as far as what it has done to humankind. I mean, yes, there's a lot of Western moral, ethical values that have come from like Christianity, for example. Um, even parts of Judaism, or Judaism, sorry, I said that a little weird. But at the same time, there is such fear and radicalization and psychosis and delusion in it all, and power and control. I mean... We can't forget about the last 2,000 years of destruction that religion has caused. And even prior to that, this entire humanity's, you know, the amount of genocide that has been in the name of a tribal god has been absolutely incredibly insane. But on the flip side, I do understand how people need it. So I understand the need for it. We all need comfort that things are going to be okay or that there's a place that will be comforting when we die. And the truth is, is, you know, I have, of course, some comforting little beliefs that maybe I won't share with the world. Maybe I won't share with anybody ever, but it comforts me. But it sure as heck isn't in the Bible or in the Quran. That's for damn sure. I've always been attracted to Eastern thought, and I do hold beliefs around karma and even reincarnation. I think we have a lot of evidence now for that in a way in my experience working with occult uh spirituality and systems of synchronicity such as astrology you know i i still question some things in that you know for sure because again i'm still uh, i still think the mind is extremely powerful and we can convince ourselves of anything almost but 
I do think that there's a design to this game. There's a design to our lives. There's, there's a determinism to our lives. I feel there is a story unfolding of some kind, but I feel it has nothing to do with an almighty punishing God. I feel God... I don't even like the word God. It's whatever births all of this. And this birthing is still happening right here and now. It's a never-ending birth. And that, to me, is what God is. That, that, that's, to me, the God of Zen, in a way. <laughs> the ground of being. That experience of silence and stillness behind everything. So to me, atheism is a respectable thing to call oneself. And many of you may disagree with that, but I'm not calling myself an atheist. Just a word. And again, I think most, most atheists are just anti-religious. They are, they are the answer to saying, no religion, we're not going to follow you. No, the dogma is for power and control, and this is all bullshit. No, I don't believe in a fiery hell. I'm willing to go through my life being a good moral person. And I don't need that religious silliness. A lot of people say this. And a lot of atheists are into meditation. A lot of atheists are still open-minded about science and how science can figure out some deeper questions. And maybe science will get to a point where they say, listen, there must be a source to this. There must be a source. And there are scientists that are coming out and saying things in that, that completely shatter physics, that completely shatter or maybe not shatter physics, but they, they're proposing ideas and questions and even winning awards now. Nobel, I don't know if someone won a Nobel Prize for last year or whatever, but talking about how everything in the material world is an illusion. It doesn't exist. Guys like Donald Hoffman talk about this stuff. You know? So a lot of atheists are open to this stuff. They just don't believe these stories from our past that were written in books i mean if you think if the world ended today in some crazy way but still there were some humans that survived great 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 but imagine if all that was discovered was like the lord of the rings trilogy like a book like there was a trunk buried somewhere and then somebody found the lord of the rings trilogy and then they somehow found a way to decode it. And then they thought that was like, like of the religion they needed to follow. Like, again, this is a ridiculous analogy. You know, of course, the Bible and Jesus and all that stuff is, or even the Quran with Muhammad and all that shit. Of course, Lord of the Rings is not comparable, maybe, but it's a hero's journey. Same with like Harry Potter, <laughs> you know? And uh, I think J.K. Rowling actually said, you know, if you look at some of these stories, like there's almost like a Christ figure in there because it's an archetype. It's a mythological archetype. That in ancient Greece, there were stories similar to this. There were stories similar to a Mohammed. There were stories similar to Jesus. Now, again, I'm also a believer that, you know, there are strange, mysterious synchronicities involving different cultures that 
people can't explain like why were they drawing spirals in Chile at the same time that people in Nordic countries were drawing spirals everywhere. You know, like there's weird theories and uh, philosophies around, you know, why did the same symbols show up in different parts of the world at the same time? Archaeology, you know, archaeologists claim and say, but that would be crazy, wouldn't it? If people just discovered Lord of the Rings or the Harry Potter series and after the world ended. No one knows if it's true. And you had a lot of brilliant writers back in the day as well. You know, you did. People still could write and tell stories. I mean, that's how humanity really, you know, that's how things evolved in a way as far as intelligence is concerned. And, you know, an explanation for why people die. People were doing their best to explain reality and life as it was. While also trying to teach people how to be better people, how to obey. So atheism, to me, is, I think, something we all should, like, contemplate. Not for the sake of, like, oh, maybe I should be an atheist, or, or I'm not saying that at all. I actually don't think people really should call themselves atheists. I think people should... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't like, I really don't like the word atheism, you know, but again, theism is, is, you know, it's part of religion. But again, we're talking about the rejection of a one almighty God that will only love and accept certain groups of people based upon their devotion, the team that they're rooting for. Atheism is the answer and the rejection of that, which I agree with. The Abrahamic gods have destroyed the world, geopolitically speaking, culturally speaking, sexually speaking. But again, it benefits a lot of people. It's taught people a lot of kindness and love and compassion. But also, in the back of their mind, they are in constant fear of sin and of the devil, hell. And trust me, guys, there there is some of that mystical stuff that is... I believe exists to some degree. And I can only really say that and claim that because of my experience maybe with psychedelics way back in the day. And the fact that within my studies in Buddhism and deep in my meditations, it's plausible to say that there could be other dimensions of existence post-death. And because karma is a law of nature... And consciousness is a transcendent essence that no one will be able to explain, yet at least. I personally don't think people are going to really understand and and have a scientific foundation on that. But I think what people might call demons and hell realms and all that stuff are just other versions of dualism and mind. Just like we have minds based upon our karma and experiences, people who become like demonic or if there's anything like that in the afterlife if, or whatever happens after death, it comes down to like hatred and anger, I think. Because if you think about hatred and anger, that's a very demonic and a dark energy. 
So if there is such a thing as hell, or if there is such a thing as demons and stuff like that, it's really just people or mind states, mental mind states that are hatred, that are hateful. and angry, which also translates to lack of love, the rejection of love completely. But again, I can't claim to know if demons are real or what exactly that is or if hell is real and exactly what that is. But again, even if some of that stuff is real, the reason why I prefer the Buddhist perspectives, or at least the early Buddhist perspective, because in Zen, they don't really talk about that kind of stuff. You know, stories of the afterlife and what happens in between lives and, you know, that whole thing. But they claim that if there is heavens and hells and all that, that it's also temporary. It is not a permanent state of being. So going to a hell could be like a punishment or something like that. But it's not permanent. And, and that's where the Abrahamic gods really take the cake on scaring the living shit out of people. Because permanent is permanent. If you don't believe in this. If you don't follow this. And there goes the train. <laughs> There's a train nearby, guys, if you are wondering if you're new. But, um... But yeah, guys, I'm going to stop right there for the YouTube listeners, and I'm going to continue this conversation over on Patreon. If you're listening on Patreon right now, just don't stop. <laughs> I will just pause for probably five to ten seconds and then continue talking. But uh, if you are on YouTube right now, please consider... Number one, subscribing to this channel. If you, um, because, yeah, I'm going to be posting other small talks like I've been doing for the last year and a half. And depending on how this podcast goes, I will decide how I want to, you know, evolve the podcast here. Because maybe at some point I'll put full episodes here on YouTube and just create tons of bonus episodes for my patrons. So everyone can listen to the episodes here on YouTube full length, but in, on Patreon, you know, if you're really into what I do here, then you can just listen to exclusive bonus episodes that YouTube just will never have. But for now, I really like what I'm doing, you know, um, just giving you a taste of what the full thing is, and then I will continue the rest of the conversation exclusively with whoever wants to actually support the channel in ways that would be most meaningful to me because um, I could definitely use the support, you know, growing the channel. And um, I don't think that's too much to ask. You know, I think everybody's work and time and efforts should be, you know, honored in some way. And we live in a world where, you know, if people can't survive financially or whatever the case may be, you know, people, you know, that's it. Like you can express yourself and give, you know, give in the way maybe you want to give. And um, so, yeah, for anyone who wishes to support the channel, my efforts, Patreon is the best way right now for $8 a month. So that's it, guys. Um, see you in the next uh, episode, YouTube viewers, and hang on tight, my patrons. All right, patrons. Just going to take a sip of my water now. <laughs> and thank you for being a patron. Thank you so very much. All right, so, you know, there is an episode I'm going to make 
soon. And, you know, again, guy, I mean, I feel like there's going to be people that are not going to like what I'm going to be starting to do here. Because I have the biggest heart. I have so much compassion and love, honestly. I've always been such a deep feeler and very sensitive. But this is also why I feel I've always seen the darkness as well. Because when you have all those qualities of being sensitive, compassionate, and, you know, seeing the truth of things, that also means you see the darkness of all of those things too. And I've been very hesitant because, you know, trying to keep the content, you know, that my teaching and the things I share in a particular, you know, box of non-duality and talking about, you know, how do we better our lives and stuff like that. And that's all great. And I hope in every talk I give or in every, you know, anything I ever do, I hope that I'm also pointing at the answer to how to fix parts of your psyche, your spiritual life, your psychological life. Because even if I speak harshly, it's with good intention. It's with the hope of awakening somebody to something real versus the shit of your past or of the world at large and the things that constantly bring us down or delude us. Because sometimes we, you know, sometimes I have to snap people out or at least try to talk to them about, you know, some of these woo-woo mystical beliefs that they hold dear are not useful for their human life. And there's a difference between people, and I said this in my last episode on the New Age, there are some people that could pick, that need some of that woo-woo mystical stuff because they've come from such a very dogmatic background and they need a little bit of, they need something to free them. You know, and being a little woo-woo and out there is healthy for some of those people. But at the same time, those people are very easily teachable. They're very teachable to also look at the prag- from a pragmatic view of that mystical woo-woo stuff. Where there are some people that just jump into the woo-woo mystical stuff and they stay there and everything in, in human life is just, you know, just a bypass. Because the goal has to be balance. The goal has to be balance. And the world has always been unbalanced, meaning the human world, the world that the humans have created, which is all mind-made. Because the elements of this world and the earth itself doesn't need help. It will destroy herself and recreate herself over and over again. And human beings may or may not evolve again if we all become extinct. Who knows? But yeah, we, um, you know, it's okay to have belief. It's just, where are you putting that energy? Like where, where are those beliefs being truly held in your life and how are they affecting your everyday life? Now, in my talks, I've definitely expressed the profoundness of the mysteries of reality and the puzzle of reality and God and questioning God and what is God actually. And, you know, so. And yeah, even some of the mystical experiences I've had personally. 
But again, after much reflection and meditation, I'm starting to learn that the mystical woo-woo stuff that the world calls mystical and woo-woo, to me, they're, whatever they are is part of the laws of nature. But there are things that we just cannot explain yet. But that doesn't mean we believe blindly and follow laws and rules that ultimately don't help all of humanity. And in the new age, not, excuse me, not the new age in the spiritual way, but the new age of the modern time, which there's a lot to argue against the modern time for. But there should be no excuse for hatred and delusion anymore with the internet. Seeing we can all see what goes on in all parts of the world, you know, or most of us can, you know, who don't live under tyranny. And there should be no excuse for the segregation that we experience based upon religion. There should be no excuse. And with, this, and with some of the scientific discoveries we have made so far, and the amazing advancements in the studies of consciousness and psychedelics, not that I'm an advocate for psychedelics, nor do I use that or any type of drug anymore, because I feel being sober and clear for meditative purposes is extremely important. But dogmatic tribal religion and tribal gods are and must come to an end. And we must have more of a shared perspective on the afterlife and the potentials of the afterlife. And, you know, and we need more people speaking at least or at least philosophizing and, and throwing those these these uh contemplations out there that consciousness could be what god is but continuously reminding people that god is just a word but it's the only freaking word everyone knows and yes in the new age source is a very buzzwordy thing it's like what the hell do we call it then you know like what do we call it in buddhism and zen buddhism it's the one mind you know so again the god of zen they don't denounce like nihilism or no they don't they don't claim nihilism nihilism is not atheism nihilism is not zen nihilism is not buddhism there is a question mark there is a what is this one mind what is consciousness what births from the silence and the abrahamic religions do not go near this question do not go near this contemplation except for some of the mystic christians and maybe some of the sufi mystics back in the day but at the same time they never once abandoned their religion and you can't blame them for being during those horrible horrific dark ages of our existence you know, it was like their job becoming a monk or, you know, it, it, it's like it was their job. You know, it, it, they couldn't just become a podcaster or, you know, a scholar. Maybe they could become a scholar, but it was a different time. You know, everyone was religious. Everyone still followed in line with that. And, you know, that's okay. You know, that is okay. But in this day and age, we have to dissect even the religion. And I'm not saying dismantle Christianity or Islam or Judaism, even though that probably would be better for humanity. But it's get back to the mystical contemplations of the religions. But again, there always has to be a supreme prophet being that is here to save only the people that follow him and everyone else can go fuck off and burn in hell. Or in Islam, 
the most radical of religions, meaning they have a radical sect. Because, yeah, Christianity was the most ruthless religion ever up until a certain point. And then, you know, they stopped conquering the world and, you know, intellectual and medical breakthroughs started becoming a thing. And Christianity, you know, kind of kept more. There was never, here's the thing there was never a rebellious movement to slaughter and kill people that weren't Christian after a certain year, right? Like once modern civilization started going, you know, there were, there's no more killing and raping, you know, over not being a Christian. But in Islam, there is. There's still... There's still this germ that won't die. This jihad philosophy. So to be honest with you, I don't even think there is a mystical tradition that is all about unity and um, shared beingness. But there were some Sufi mystics that, you know, Try their best in some of their liter- literature that has been left to us uh, is beautiful. But it is possible for good Christians, good Muslims, and good Jews to rebel against their own religion change it, and at least in two generations from now, we could be living in a different world. But we all have to come to terms that being a human, that's not how it works. And some of my more woo-woo mystical beliefs here is that, yeah, I think humanity is a, um, a blueprint for some kind of unfoldment of a story that comes from a realm and a place or a multidimensional, incomprehensible timeline that um, that's playing out here, which is why karma and reincarnation are so appealing to me. Because when you, and then also my, my work in astrology, guys, because again, I can see how there could be a lot of fuckery in astrology. Again, the mind can still decide something for itself if it wants to believe like if you believe that you're you're really a pisces like you'll believe it like you know but imagine if that pisces was really a leo like could you look at your own life and see where maybe you could be more leo like and the answer is probably yeah but but again there's a lot of wild things that i've seen within astrology that kind of do point to some kind of an organization and a uh a deterministic destiny for every human being. Which is wild to me. And it's still, you know, I still don't really know what to think of it. But it would prove that there is sort of a continuation of psyche and mind and, um, you know, a journey of some kind. A journey of karma. And it would be really rad if... um fundamentalist people explored that made them think but we live in a world where peace on earth 100% may never happen probably won't happen and i think we have to be okay with that which is why people like me and a lot of other people who feel like they have some kind of mission in life to share logic and sense but also still 
you know, throwing out there that yes, there is some kind of source. There is something that's putting this together. Like, you know, we're never going to know the answer to that. We're never going to know the answer to that. And people who think God is speaking to them, that could be a million things speaking to you. Again, I'm not someone who's anti-psychic ability or anti, like, you know, stuff like that. Again, I think things, all this lies within the laws of nature and science. And we're going we're gonna to understand this one day. And again, yeah, there could be realms of multidimensional existence where maybe you could be getting signs or even telepathic type of messages or insights you know like a lot of people say that they're on the wrong path in life and then all of a sudden jesus spoke to them and it's like maybe you just had a thought about people who were christian and that thought to you was such a random thought that you thought that that was jesus actually speaking to you when in reality it was just the conditioned world sort of just popping into your brain And yes, in that moment, maybe Jesus is helping you because you're making it help you. Keyword, you are making it help you. And I've had weird, you know, I've had weird experiences where, you know, I feel like there's someone else talking in my head. And like, I'll get an intuition that maybe it's someone that I used to love who died. And then maybe I'll see something that reminds me of them, like within like five to 10 minutes. Um, maybe something they used to, yeah, just something, you know, like my grandmother, for example, very close to her. She's died many years ago. But like, there was a moment where that kind of stuff happened to me. And then I saw someone smoking a pack of cigarettes that were her brand. And I have not seen that brand of cigarettes like in years. But when I saw the person smoking that cigarette, the exact cigarette that she would smoke, Virginia Slim 120s, if you're in America, um, I was like, that's too, that is too coincidental. That is too synchronistic. So maybe the thing in my head, which I was like, that reminds me of like what my grandma used to say to me. And that was, you know, it was like advice. It was like giving me advice in my head. And then I see like the cigarette, you know, minutes later from somebody. And that just makes me think like, okay, there's something maybe going on that's so complex. But this has nothing to do with tribalism. This has nothing to do with tribal religion. This has nothing to do with prophets. This has nothing to do with following the dogma of men. And I think if you're an atheist out there listening to this, you need to still be open to some of the mysteries and puzzles of life and existence. I don't think we should I don't think you should shut out some of the people who work with occult synchronistic tools because if anything, they're the seekers and explorers trying to, you know, at least experience this mystery daily. I think when it comes to meditation and Zen, for example, meditation, because it is the most undogmatic, really. I mean, there's no scripture or bible so to speak in zen buddhism but except for parts of the mahayana scriptures a lot of there's a couple like sutras there that they um you know that they follow but you know in the modern age zen has just become like yes follow some of the basic philosophies and understandings of what zen actually is and then realize that all zen buddhism actually is is just the strict practice of meditation getting to the heart of your true nature seeing all of reality as this ground of being, which they can never claim to know exactly what that is. But we can explore the idea from a tribal sense that that is God. And to hang up your tribal hat of God and maybe explore what meditation and what lies beyond the mind, what that could be. 
And then hopefully at some point, maybe adopt a belief or two around this shared being of consciousness and non-duality. You know, and maybe, maybe be more curious on how that interconnectedness of all life could be like God live streaming through you. That God essentially is just everything and everyone, um, every ounce of present moment experience. And then to be honest with you, being a good human being, following, yes, I don't want to say the Ten Commandments, but it seems like every religion has a commandment list or some shit like that, which is fine and good. And a lot of our modern Western values and ethics and morals have come from, you know, some of this religious stuff, but it's the hardcore fear-mongering stuff and the believe this or you are going to be punished stuff that's, that's messed up. But the thing is, is if you see the shared being within all people, when you look into the depths of meditation, you really don't need precepts and commandments because you should not want to do harm to anything or anyone. You should want to not speak ill will of anyone. And atheists are still very good people. As are all people in every sect of belief, you know, there's good people everywhere and there's bad people everywhere. But the Abrahamic gods are and have what been have been ruining the world for a long time. And there is an episode called God has ruined the world that I will be releasing, but again that's probably going to piss a lot of people off because I know I talk about God is you know God is you know when I when I say God has ruined the world, I'm going to be strictly talking about the tribal god and how awakening away from that is going to be the transformation and the true awakening humanity actually needs. And then this is where parts of the New Age I won't shit on, because again, I believe that there are certain philosophies in Revelation that have been gifted to some of these tribal religions that there could be grains of truth in there. Like karma and reincarnation. I find that ten times more plausible than burning in hell for eternity, for example. Because at least we can observe in nature cycles of change and how nothing is truly eliminated, only transformed. So why wouldn't that be the case with the human condition, the human essence, the mystery of our consciousness? That's the medicine the world needs. That's the awakening the world needs. So guys, I think that's it for today. Um, again, I feel like if I just sit here long enough, I can continue to talk about things. Uh, I'm trying my best to get better at keeping my train of thought in check, but again, this is a podcast and I feel... You know, I got to just roll with whatever comes to my mind at the moment. And, uh, you know, I do hope that um, you enjoyed this particular episode. Thank you once again for being a patron. And, uh, yeah, we will, you know, I'm trying my best to make a, a bunch of episodes all at once right now because I want to really just get them stacked up. Put them on YouTube, put them on Patreon, get some bonus episodes strictly for whoever's listening to this now on Patreon. So lucky you. And, um, yeah, guys, really appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you all soon. Be well.